Welcome to the podcast of Rainbow Family Christian Center with Pastors Horace and Patricia Drumming. We would like to thank you for joining us today, and we pray that you are impacted, inspired, and encouraged by the Word of God. Let's check out today's message. Amen, amen. Glory to God. Can you, can you hear me? Can you hear me? All right, glory to God. Thank you, Minister Faith. That is my sister from another mister and another mother. Amen. You may be seated. Um, I'm going to tell you, don't be moved by what you hear. Amen. We can't be moved by what we hear, what we see. We got to go by the word of God. And the word of God says that by Jesus stripes I'm healed. So don't be moved. I want you to be able to hear what the word of God has for you today. Amen. 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 Um, Before we uh, get started, I just want to um, acknowledge um, uh, Pastor Horace and uh, Miss Pat as my spiritual parents. Um, I have known them since I was probably about 14 years old. Uh, And I'm going to tell you, they are faithful. Um, They love you through thick and thin. They are the ones, you know, whether you're doing right or not, they're still going to always love on you, guide you, and direct you, and I want to thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I thank you for that. Amen. I was, I was the one who always got chats, okay? <laughs> I was that one child. <laughs> There's always that one child, you know? That, that's, that's me. But as I hopefully, I, I pray as I get older, I continue to yield, and that's what God wants for us in our lives. Amen? Amen. I'm always forever learning and open, even when I'm, I'm stubborn and, and hard-headed, right? <laughs> um, uh, the other thing is, on what happened, what, what, what holiday did we just have on Friday? Veterans Day, Veterans Day right? Veterans Day. And um, I know it didn't hit on Sunday, but I felt in my heart, um, just in the time and the season that we, you know, we're in, we still want to honor our veterans. Amen? We want to honor the sacrifice and all the different things that they have done and that they, they have given up to be uh, pretty much like Jesus, you know, sacrificing their life for our lives, amen? Amen, Amen. so if we have any veterans, I don't care, you know, what particular branch, but if you don't mind standing up, we just wanna, if you can just just join me in just thanking them for their service and for their time. Thank you so much. We honor you as God honors you, Amen? amen? Amen, thank you so much. God just um, put that on my heart, and I just wanted to make sure that we, we did that because um, uh, that's a tremendous thing that God lays on people's hearts to do, to, to sacrifice and give their time. Well, before we get started, I want to pray, and uh, let's just look to the Lord, amen? Amen. Father God, I just yield to you this morning, Lord God. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you're by your spirit, you're guiding and you're leading me. Lord, I move myself out of the way. And I thank you, Lord, that whatever the Holy Spirit has to say, that you fill it in my mouth and I will speak it and be obedient, Father God. 
Father, forgive me, forgive us, Lord, when we have put ourselves in the way. We humble ourselves before you, Father God. And I just thank you, Lord, that as we humble ourselves, that you will continue, Father God, to guide us, lead us, bless us, and bring us to a place that you, Father God, have ordained for us in our lives, Father God. I come against all limitations that we think that we might have, but those things are removed and gone in the name of Jesus. Father, the enemy is under my feet, and I thank you, Lord God, that we are blessed like that. We are blessed like that because of what you did, Jesus. It is in your name we pray. Amen. 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 I love that song because I was like, oh, man, <laughs> we are blessed like that. This morning, I'm going to be speaking to you about how Jesus has removed all your limitations. Amen. He has removed all your limitations. And I'm going to tell you, that this was not on my, in my spirit. I didn't get this into my spirit until yesterday. So I had to change my, my sermon <laughs> altogether. But, you know, you got to be in, in season, out of season. You got to listen to what the spirit of the Lord is saying. And God said to me, he said, I have already removed all limitations. And even as I was doing this, when I woke up yesterday, I actually didn't even have a voice at all. And I was tempted to call Pastor Horace and say, I don't think I could do this. Uh, but, you know, let me, and I had already yielded, you know, two other times. But I knew that was nothing but the enemy because he did not want what needed to be said to be said. And so I didn't yield. And a lot of times we yield to what we see. We yield to what we, we hear, all of the senses, and never, ever step out on faith on what God has already said. And if he has said all limitations have been removed in our lives, what are those limitations? It could be physical. It can be anything mental, it can be anything emotional, anything that might restrict us, anything that might think that, oh, we, I can't do this. God said, that is done, that is gone. I, Jesus, by his blood, has removed all of that. All of that. So we got to begin to walk in that. We got to begin to step in faith and believe and be fully persuaded that what he said he will do, he will do. Amen. We got to be fully persuaded and not be moved by what we see. So many times we're moved by what we see and then therefore our faith faints. And God is saying, no, don't go by what you see. You go by what my word has said because it's, it's his word is where the power is. Amen. It's his word. So today we're going to be talking about Jesus has removed all limitations. And the first scripture that I want to go to is in Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 17, and I actually want to start at verse 22. Alpha, is that, if that's okay, 1722. And I'm going to go down to 28, but I want to start there. And it says, then Paul, Paul stood in the midst of the, whatever that word is, <laughs> of Arapachus, I don't know, and said, men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. Next verse. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar 
with this inscription to the unknown God, therefore the one whom you worship without knowing, him I proclaim to you, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands. Nor is he worshiped with men's hands as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him though he is not far from each one of us. This is where I really want to stick to right here. For in him, for in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. How many, how many have heard that? For in him we live and move and have our being. Well, sometimes, you know, I've heard that scripture for many, many years, <clears throat> but God was just like, I need to give you revelation on what that means to live and to move and to have our being in him. And that does mean to move yourself out the way. Amen. It does mean for you not to be going by your, your mind and what you think. And that's, for me, that's one of the areas that God always has to work with me on because it's always like in my mind, I got to do this. You know, I'm, I'm a planner. <laughs> I'm a planner. So I write everything down and it's like, it's very logical. So therefore, there are times, you know, when God has always got to remind me, uh, it's in me. It's in him that we live. It's in him that we move. It's in him that we have our being. I want to go to Romans 12, 1 and 2 in the message version, because this is going to break down. How do we live in him? You ever thought about that? How do I live in him? So in Romans 12, 1 and 2, and I like it from the message version because it does break it down. You know, we're supposed to have total dependence on Christ. Total dependence on Christ. That's what living in him is. Total dependence on Christ. So it reads here. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping you're eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Mm. Just live it. place it before God as an offering, embracing what God does for you. It's the best thing that you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognize what he wants from you, and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you we're going to sit there for a minute. To live in him is total dependence in him. 
in him. So he tells us in the scripture that I need to fix my eyes on him. I need to fix my eyes on him. You know, when, when, when we're doing this, it's easy to read it, but then when you live in it, it's a totally different story, right? It could be a totally different story because you got all different things coming at you all at one time, and then we get into that mode where I, I got to fix this, I got to do this. But he said, in him, we're supposed to live. In him, we're supposed to live. So that, that means I need to step back. That means I need to go ahead and, and step back. And, and, you know, the thing, there's a scripture that talks about when you're, when your house is built on the foundation of Christ, when the storms come, it won't, you won't be knocked down. But when you build it on yourself and you build it on your own logic and your own thinking, ah, the storms can come and you can, I mean, you, know, you can be knocked down, right? You can be knocked down. But God is saying, no, it's in me that you live. It's in me. That means in any area, that I, that I have, and I'm thinking that I'm just going to automatically, I'm just going to come up with an idea, a decision. And everything is, is in him. Everything is in him. That's what it means to, to live in him. And when God gives you a promise just because a limitation is there, you might see that physical limitation and feel like, I can't do this. I can't walk over here. You, Lord, you know I, I, I need this. I need my medicine. I need that. You know, I'm not knocking medicine, but I'm saying God is our healer. Amen. He is our healer. Amen. And when we digest that, the word of God, when we say by his stripes we are healed, we're taking that in because, <clears throat> let me tell you, the word of God is a seed. Yeah. The word of God is a, is a seed. And so if you are planting the word of God, that word of God will begin to renew, renew you. It begins, to, it begins to become a part of you. It begins to be engrafted. So, so there's a difference between just quoting the word and getting the word on the inside of you. So, you know, when he talks about that we are a new creature in Christ, um, there's, a, there's a version that says that we are joined with him. We're grafted. What is, grafting is like, a, um, like an agricultural word. You know, vegetation, I, I kind of thought about hybrid. <laughs> so you, but you have a, a plant, and they, they, they cut it so that they graft two, plant, two different plants together to become one, right? Yeah. You guys know what I'm saying? To become one? That's what the Word of God, that's what he's saying. The Word of God is happening on the inside of you. When you plant in that Word, when you plant that Word, it becomes a part of you. So then when it becomes a part of you, you when you speak it, it will be like fire. When you speak it, it will produce it will produce. It won't be empty because he said not, not one of his words shall fall down to the ground. Not one. Not one. I don't know your situation. I don't know what anybody is going through here. But one thing I do know is that his word does not return unto him void. And it will accomplish what he said it will do. Whatever he said it will do. If you short on your finances, he said that he supply all your needs according to his riches, not yours, his riches in glory. You might not know how that's going to come, but it will come because his word does not return unto you void. You don't have a card. He's going to go ahead and provide because he said he will be your provider. Amen. We got to know. And when you know that on the inside, when you say it, you say it with confidence. And you know you are fully persuaded at that point that he's going to do it. Now, what happens is to a lot of us, 
I'm supposed to be slowing it down. Pastor told me to slow it down. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus, help me. Um, thank you, Jesus. When, when we are at a, at a point where we vacillate back and forth, we're double-minded, and we don't realize. It's like we start off believing, and then that time, that time of waiting, and then we're like, oh, well, maybe God didn't, maybe he didn't say that. Maybe, maybe, maybe I didn't hear him right. You know, then we become like Sarah. I don't know, Sarah in the Bible, you know, God had promised Abraham uh, that he would be a father of many nations, that he was gonna have a son, and he was old. He, he was old, okay? By the time he actually had his son, he was like 100 years old, and his wife was old as well, and way past the time of childbearing way past but it took so by the time when when God went to Abram and he was Abram at that time before he became Abraham he changed his name see God even knows he, he knows he's telling us you need to change the words that come out of your mouth you got to change the words you got to speak what I'm saying and he was he spoke it he changed his name now he told Abram I'm going to make you a father of many nations but the, the thing is from the time he told him that promise, there was a lot of time in between. And then Sarah, I guess she was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to work something out. We're gonna have to do something here because um, I, you know, I'm, I'm not able to have this child and I wanna go ahead and, and, and get this family. So how many know, you know, she made up her own plan. Do we not do that? Do we not do that, make up our own plan because we wanna help God out because he's taking a little bit too long. Am I right? We wanna help him out, Lord. You know, uh, Pastor talked about the lottery. You know, Lord, I got these bills due, and uh, I don't know how you're gonna bring, but maybe, maybe I, could, I should pray that that lottery. That's a lot of money, Lord. <laughs> I, I think you know, I can go ahead. I can hit. I can tithe off of it. <laughs> we make we make up all these excuses, and then it's like we know that ain't what God's will is. We know. The Bible even tells you you get money that quick, that fast. It tell, tell you in Proverbs it's going to go just like that. It tell you. You're not, it's not going to last. Most, most of you do the research on those who hit the lottery. I think it's no more than five years that they keep that money. It's, it's gone. It's gone because you don't have the wisdom to keep it. You don't know how to keep it. But we do that. We go ahead and we help God out. And it's like... Uh, you're not staying fixed on me. You're staying fixed on how you can get this solution because this is the problem that's in front of me right now. And I don't know how you can do it, Lord. I don't even see how you can do it. So I'm gonna help you out. And I'm gonna tell you, the enemy will bring people across your path to make it seem like your idea is the right idea, but it's a counterfeit. We gotta know by the word of God what the word of God is saying. Amen. We have to know and not be moved. You know, when we think that God is taking too long, what we don't realize, and this is what God was telling me. This is out of Romans. We don't have to turn there because I don't think I gave it to him. But out of out of Romans chapter five, you know, it talks about when we go through tribulations. We go through tribulations, but it produces perseverance, which is an endurance. It's an endurance. It's, you know, God is doing something, and endurance produces character. And then character produces hope. 
And I asked God, I said, why you, why'd you say hope at the end right there, Lord? He said, because I got to get you to a point of faith. I'm doing something on the inside. So we don't realize a lot of times when God is putting us through that process, there's a process. He, ain't, he didn't forget his word. He's like, I just need, I need you to be in faith. I just need you to be in faith. That's what he's doing. That's what he's doing. A lot of times we're like, oh, Lord, I'm forgetting. No, he didn't forget. He didn't forget. Amen. Amen, amen. So, yeah, that's when we live in him. Now we're going to talk about how do we move in him. How do I move in him? Um, and let me, before I go there, let me, I'm going to back up to 1 John Two, five, and six. I definitely wanted to share this scripture because I was like, oh, I like this. First John two, five through six. And this is the last part for when we live in him. And I asked you that question. How do we know that we live in him? First John two, five and six. It says, but if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are what? That's how we know we're in him. Amen. That's how we know we're in him. We're obeying his word. We're submitted to his word. We're not coming up with our own ideas, plans, actions. We are submitted fully to him, fully to him. In him we live. And now we're going to talk about how do we move in him. To move is like how you function. It's how you, it's how you function. Lord, how do, how do I have function? And, and God is saying, you know, we need to function as wise people. Proverbs, Proverbs talks about function as a wise person, a prudent person is what a lot of times that they say, and, and not a foolish one or a simple or a silly person. And so as I was going through this, um, and I'll show the scripture, um, Proverbs 22.3. Proverbs 22.3. And it says, a prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. And I had to sit on this one. <laughs> I had to sit on this. So a prudent person is a, is a wise person here. And I had to think about it. I was like, you know, to move in him means that how I function in him is to walk with sound judgment. It's to walk in a manner of the word of God where my decisions are aligned with God. They're not just my decisions, what I think. Because again, it's not in myself, it's in him. We live in him, we move. And as God said, that means your decisions are gonna have to be in alignment. You know, the thing is that sometimes we forget that there's a destination that we want to get to, but the decisions that we make are not in alignment with the path that would get us to the desired destination. And I'll say that again. I'll say that again, because this was very profound for me when I was reading this. Uh, some of the stuff I got from Andy Stanley's book on, um, the, the, I, think, I can't remember the, the name, but it was about, it's about the walk in the right path, the paths that we take. But it says, you see, we forget that there's a destination we want to get to, but the decisions we make are not in alignment with the path that, we, that will get us to the desired destination. So for instance, 
you know, for instance, we might want to say, I want to become debt-free. I want to become debt-free. But then you at Macy's, and they had this dynamite sale, and then they're like, uh, ma'am, you at the cash register. Ma'am, would you like to apply for a credit card? You can get an extra 15% off. Oh, off of what I've already, oh yeah, I can do, but no, but, but we're trying to be debt-free. <laughs> and we go ahead and open up that, that new account. And God was like, oh, that's not wise. So again, we're thinking about today and not about the future so we don't realize that a lot of the decisions that we are making, they're all connected to the future. They're all connected together. Everything's all connected together. So if we're trying to get there, we got to be prudent. This is how we move in him. This is how we move. This is how we live. This is how we move in him. Amen. Amen. And so the other thing is that, you know, you might know that, um, you know, your funds might be a little bit limited. Funds might be a little, little bit limited. But yeah, you're still on Amazon Prime. And you're ordering different things. You're not even thinking about, I got this bill that's due. But I'm, I, I want this right here. I'll deal with that bill a little later. I'll, I'll cross that road when I get to it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I'll cross that road when I get to it. It's not wise. That's not wise. We've got to move in him. We have to move in him. And so God doesn't make the decision for us, but he guides us by his word hoping that we'll be obedient and be wise to what his word says. We can save ourselves a whole lot of calamity, a whole lot of trouble, because a lot of the things, if we're honest with ourselves, some of the things that we get ourselves into is because they weren't wise decisions. And God is like, but I want you to move in me. If you move in me, you will see an ease like never before. You will walk in the favor of God. You will go in different places and people all of a sudden, people are just giving to you and you're wondering why. Because you are blessed like that. Because yeah. you blessed like that. So, you, you know, I used to joke around. It's like, you know, Jesus will take the hustle out of you. You ain't got to hustle like that no more. You don't have to hustle and try to do this and do that. He will, in him, he will do it. He will, he will do it. Amen? Amen, amen. And to have our being in him, that means our entire identity is wrapped up in Christ. Our entire identity. I know we come from different backgrounds, different families, different bloodlines, but I'm here to tell you, and there's nothing wrong with the families we come from, but you're in a new family now. You're in the family of Christ, and that has a whole different inheritance. Okay? That's a whole different identity, because I, I talk about Romans I'm sorry, um, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, about being a new creature in Christ and being grafted in because you are, you are new. So when I looked at uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, and I did it from the Amplified, and it talked about being grafted, I was like, you know, Lord, this is a, a did you think about being grafted? I was like, you know, for what his word says that we are made in his image and in his likeness. So if I'm, I'm not totally in Christ, I, you know, I, I don't want to be in a place where you can see me and then you also see Jesus. I want to be in Jesus and you don't even see me because everything, because I'm engrafted in him, a new creature. 
And that's so what happens during that time? The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is doing a work on the inside of us. He's constantly changing us. He's constantly transforming us by the, by the word, by the word of God. Now, if we don't get into the word, you're going to end up being pretty much the same. Although you saved and you make it in, you know, we used to say, oh, Lord, I, if I could just be at the door, but I don't want to just be at the door. I want to be in. I want to be able to worship. I want to be fully submerged in him. I know that there are areas on the inside of me that, that have not been transformed yet because I'm still here. <laughs> because I'm still here. As long as we're here, there's something that God is still doing on the inside of us and transforming us. But that doesn't mean that it, it's still, it's the, the state of being is, I'm still a new creature in Christ. And I'm still going to be living in him, moving in him, and my being will be in him. That's a struggle sometimes. That's a struggle, you know, especially if you're just so used to just doing things your own way and you've done it for so, that way for so long. It's a trust level. It's a trust level that we got to get to because, you know, some of us come from backgrounds where people may have done a lot of harm to us. And so it's hard for us to trust people. But I'm going to tell you, you can trust God. You can trust God. I don't care where you are, where you go. He is there. He is always there. I was, um, about a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, I was traveling to Detroit. And, and I traveled by myself with my job. Now, Detroit, you know, I was like, mm, just a little, little seedy, a little sketchy for me to go by myself. <laughs> but I was like, well, Lord, I know that you're with me. And I prayed, I said, Lord, I know that you're with me, and I thank you for sending your angels ahead of me to guide and protect me. Amen, to guide and protect me. So um, before leaving, I talked to one of the managers at the state office in Michigan. He said, well, Tammy, when are you coming in? I'll pick you up from the airport. And I said, oh, okay, I'm, I'm coming in. I don't know, one something. I said, I'll be there. And so I get to uh, the airport, and my phone is on airplane, air, was it airplane mode airplane mode, so I'm not getting my messages or anything, and I didn't even think, I just was in my own world, and I went to baggage claim, and, um, and I knew he was supposed to be there, so I picked up my luggage, and I go outside, and I'm just like, I don't see anybody, oh Lord, I don't see anybody, and I see all these cars, and you know, it's just a lot of different people, and I was, you know, like, oh, I don't know where I am, Lord, don't know how to get to the hotel that I need to get to. But I know you provide. And I heard, I heard that my name, I heard Tammy. And it was almost like they were, you know, yelling. I was like, and I literally said this out loud. I know people thought I was crazy. I was walking. I said, I heard my name, but I don't see, I don't see who called my name. And I started walking in the direction that I heard my name. And then I saw the guy who was supposed to be picking me up. And he was like over on cars. So I was like, oh, let me go over there. And he's loading somebody. He was picking somebody else up, and he was loading them up. I said, oh, hey, Gary. I said, I'm actually, I said, I'm here. And he jumped. He said, where'd you come from? I said, you called my name. He said, I didn't call you. I didn't call you. And I said, oh. I 
said, thank you, Jesus. I said, I pray that the angels would go before me. When we do that, when we are living in him and moving in him and having our being, he is always with you no matter where you are. You're not even alone. You might think that you're alone, but he said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He is always there with you. He is always there for you. You are never, ever alone. You might think that, but he said, I got you. I got your back. You're not going to be in this city by yourself. I mean, and I'm telling you, it was so clear. It was so clear. And I just praise God. I was like, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you're always with me. I thank you you're always with me. And I want you guys, that's, that's the one thing. When you're living in him and you're moving in him, you don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to worry about anything. Sometimes fear will try to come up, and God is saying, I got you, baby. I got you, baby. You don't have to worry about anything. You might think that you're doing things in your own strength and by yourself and nobody cares. But he said, but I care. He said, I care because you live and you move in me. In me. Stay in me. Stay in me. I will protect you. And sometimes it can get so hard. The storms of life can get so hard. But don't step out. Don't step out and try to do things in your own strength. Stay in him. Stay in him. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, thank you, Lord. There's some things that I just want to say about uh, being in his image and in his likeness and being grafted in him. In him, there's no limitations. In him, there's no limitations. He doesn't have limited love for us. He doesn't have limited mercy for us. I, and I'll go back. If you don't, and I'll say this. If you don't have any limited love for us, we shouldn't have limited love for anybody else. Ooh. When he told me that, I was like, ooh. <laughs> well, Lord, you don't know what they did. No. No. Because you and me, and I, like, we, we can't even tell. We shouldn't be able to tell who's Jesus and who, or you. That's how graft, that's how much we should be in him. So if he has no limitations to love, we don't have any limitations to love. Amen. If he don't have limitations to give mercy, we don't have limitations for mercy. Ooh. If he is not limited in his goodness, we shouldn't be limited in being good and kind to people. One of my sisters in, in Christ here, we talk about the difference between being kind and nice. There is a big difference. Okay, people can be nice, and you know, you could be hungry and starving, and they sitting there eating right in front of you, and they real nice. But a kind person will go ahead and uh, you, baby, do you want some food? You hungry? Miss Pat is like that, because she feeds the children. They all know. They always go, Miss Pat is kind. She kind. Because kind is an act. It's an act. It has actions to it. Being nice, is they can, you can just sit right there. So if, if, if Jesus is like that, we can be like that to other people. Amen. If Jesus has, if he has unlimited forgiveness, we can have unlimited forgiveness, right? Help us, Lord. That's what I said. Help us, Lord. Help me, Lord. That's what I said. Help us, Lord. Help us. So why do we sometimes feel like we have limitations? Why? And I had to think on that. Because we are more tuned in to our emotional responses than what, we, than what God has said. I'll say it again because we are more tuned in to our own emotional responses than what God has said. 
And that emotional response, nine times out of 10, is normally very familiar response. Uh, it's a fearful response. And God is like, uh, but I haven't given you the spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Uh, Lord, I can't do this. Jeremiah said that to God. When, when Jeremiah was called by God, God said, ah, I have appointed you as a prophet to many nations. And he, was a, he said, I can't do it because I'm a youth. And God said to him, don't say that. He literally said, don't say that. We got to watch the words. We got to begin to speak what God is saying. It was an emotional response about the limitations, but Jesus has already removed them. It's already done. Another thing is that because we don't fully understand the power that's on the inside of us. Mm. We talk about, so why do we sometimes feel limited? We sometimes don't under, fully understand the power that's on the inside of us. We forget who we belong to. We forget that the, the spirit of God is living on the inside of us. And he's powerful and he's mighty and he's transforming and he's filling us, he's filling us. But that's the power. And then, you know, for us to go ahead and to lay hands on the sick, to be able to be that witness, we got to know the power that's on the inside of us. And it's not us. It's not us. It's the Christ in us. Remember, in him we live and move and have our being. It's in him. It's, because, it's only because of him. You know, sometimes I used to, um, when I was um, younger, and um, would pray over people, and uh, sometimes people would, um, you know, maybe fall under the power, and, I, and I'd be shocked. And God had to keep reminding, that's not you. <laughs> that's not you, that's me. I'm just using you. You're just a conduit. That's all. I just need your hands. I just need, but we also need to know, though, and be very clear and fully persuaded that the Holy Spirit that's on the, inside, on the inside of us is powerful. The Holy Spirit is the one who created the heavens and the earth. He did all that. He was hovering. If he can do all that, then the situation and limitations that you think that you might have, because you really don't, but you think that you might have, there's not even a limitation at all. It's not. And, that, and that's my last point about why do we feel like that. We might have a limitation because the devil has blinded the minds of man and deceived us into thinking that we have a limitation. But we don't. Um, I want to show this the scripture, um, 2 Corinthians 4 4. 2 Corinthians 4 4. And this is, um, I think I'm, this is from the NLT, I think. But it says, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those. It says, who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand. So I'm just like, Lord. You know, at first when I looked at the scripture, I was like, oh, that's not, that's not us. I, you know, I am, I'm in Christ and everything. And God said, but if you don't believe my word, if you don't believe my word, that will come true. You don't believe my word will produce what it says it will do. Then your mind is blinded. Your mind is blinded. And he said, no. Don't, don't allow the enemy to blind you and make and deceive you and make you think that my word is not working because my word, what's the song? Even, even when I don't see it, he's working. Even when I don't see it, he's working. He's constantly working. Don't think that that word is not work. That word is alive. It's sharp and any two-edged sword. It is working on your behalf if you work the word. We've heard pastor said, if you work the word, 
if you work the word, but you got to put it on the inside of you and let it become grafted. Before I close, I want to give you an example in the Bible of two people who worked the word. And that was uh, in Paul and Silas. That's Acts chapter 16, 16 through 26. Paul and Silas, and, and, and I'll probably just set it up a little bit. Acts chapter 16. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, that we do not have any limitations because in Christ there are no limitations. We are a new creature. We are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have become, have passed away, all, and all things have become new. They brand new. They knew. So those old uh, mindsets of which you think your limitation, they not, you don't have them no more. You don't have them no more. When you, when you get that and really truly understand that, then you know that I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Then you don't have to think about, oh, well, I can't, I can't really talk. I don't have this. I can't think like this. My education is limited. You know, I really... No, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Not to say we don't better ourselves, but we're not doing it in ourselves. It's in him. It's in him. All right, so I'll set it up. They haven't gotten it back there. But Acts chapter 16, this is when Paul and Silas, they were actually in prison um, for actually um, casting out a demon out of... um, this little slave girl's uh, life. She was actually fortune teller for someone and uh, the people in the town uh, actually got mad and they put them in prison. They, they beat them. They beat them and uh, throw, threw them in jail and their feet were bound. I can only imagine being beaten and then your feet are bound and you probably, you know, uh, I'm quite sure it wasn't no little light beating. It probably wasn't a little spanking that we think of. They beat these men for preaching the gospel and for ministering to a little girl. And they found their feet. They probably had blood all over them. They probably were bruised. They were just going through so much agony. And a lot of times we do that. We go through so much agony and feel like we've been beat down. And it's like, oh, my God, what was me? I just need to talk to somebody. Lord, look what they did to me. Can you believe they did this to me at work? I can, this, this is what we do. But, look, but let's look at Paul and Silas and what they did. Because they were beaten. They were beaten. They were bound. They had limitations. They had limitations. And it says, but at midnight... Paul and Silas were praying. What were they doing? They were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening. God said, you know, when you are going through, people are watching you. And they're watching how you respond. They're watching what's coming out of your mouth. They're listening. The prisoners were listening to them. Amen. But it says suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison doors were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. Everyone's chains were loosed. 
and we don't have to go to 27. I just want to stay right there because sometimes when we're going through these things, we need to shut the trap and begin to, you know, with the worrying and the complaining and rehearsing the same story to each and every different friend. And God said, I just need you to come to pray and to praise me. Just come and praise me. You pray and you praise. Sometimes we got to praise our way out of these limitations that we face and these struggles and the storms. And God is saying, if you do that, uh, the chains will be broken. The chains will be broken. And that's what was really on the inside of me as we were just kind of going through, in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. This is how Paul and Silas lived that out. When they going through the toughest times of their life, they didn't complain, but they prayed and they praised. Amen? Amen. 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 Well, God bless you. I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to pray. And uh, we'll see what the Holy Spirit did. Well, Father God, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you and I praise you, Father God, that you are a God, Father God, who is unlimited and that you have set us free. Whatever those limitations may have been, Father God, they are gone and they are under our feet in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, as we look to you and seek you first in all that we do, Father God, that we will continue to have peace that passes all understanding in our lives, Father God, because, Lord, you want us to get to this place so, Father, that we can be useful to you, Father God, so that we can be witnesses to you, Father God, and not dwell among what we might think are limitations, because in you we live, we move, and we have our being, Lord. It is in your name that we pray. Amen. 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 God bless. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and close your eyes for just a second. I'm only asking you to do that because I want you to block out whatever distraction may be try to come and keep you from being focused on God. Those of you at home, I need you to do the same thing. Those that are watching on stream, just allow yourself to go back for a moment and reflect on what Sister Tammy has preached to us. That we serve a God that wants to take the limits off. There are things that you've heard and things that you've perhaps embraced and you said, I, I'm not capable of doing this. I, I can't do that. I can't have that. 
I love the fact that she took you all the way back to Abraham and Sarah, who were very old. She emphasized that. Beyond what medical, beyond what the natural said that they could do. But how many of you know that God is not limited? Nothing is too hard for God. Nothing is impossible with God. But you need to be in him. You need to be moving by what he says. We sang a song and we, some of us danced and some of us tapped our feet and some of us clapped our hand and blessed like that. You can be blessed like that. You can be blessed like that. You can be blessed when you come in, blessed when you go out, blessed in the city, blessed in the field, whatever you put your hands to, blessed like that. But you got to trust God. A lot of you, we've been trusting ourselves. And I, I say this sarcastically many times. There's a lot of us are saying, well, I'm trusting my doctor. Who your doctor? Dr. Fauci, you don't know him. I'm not your doctor. But Jesus is. Jesus is Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Jesus is Jehovah Rohi, your shepherd. Follow him. He called you and I. He says, you're the sheep of my pasture, the sheep of my hand. Do you know that God has a plan for his sheep? God has a plan for humanity. It's for good, not for evil. Jeremiah tells us that. Just by lifting up both your hands, if you want to follow the plan of God, I want you to just lift both hands. This, the Bible says this about all of humanity. He says, lean not unto your own understanding. Follow the plan of God. In him you live. In him you move. I want you to say this with me in the way of a prayer, in the way of a, a, a statement that you make to God this morning. Father, I believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I choose this day to follow Jesus who is the way. I will stop leaning to my own understanding on any matter. I will acknowledge Almighty God in all my ways and he will direct my path. I choose Jesus today, today, and every day. Choose Christ as the Lord and the Savior of your life. I love when people tell you their testimonies, even the everyday living, Tammy gave us an everyday living and flying to an airport, going to a city that she's not familiar with, standing on the curb, but knowing that she had prayed, God, God, your angels, your angels, 
have to be encamped about me. Do you know that God will encamp angels about you and he will call your name? I can't tell you how many times I've gotten up in the midnight hour knowing that God was calling my name. You can hear. Sister Ursula has been having us praying around the fact that God says we are supposed to mount up with wings of eagles. And she began to say to all of the, the intercessors of prayer, you might want to know some qualities about an eagle. And, 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 and this is one quality I know that an eagle has. The, the, in the, in an eagle, their hearing is ten times that of the human ear. But God says, mount up with wings as eagle. Do you realize that in the Bible, God speaks about a young man who was ten times smarter than his peers? God knows how to amplify. If you will just simply trust him and magnify him, God can do some things that you're just unable to do. Somebody lift your hands toward heaven and say, God is able. Say it again, God is able. There's an old school song that I want us to go out on today. I many of you remember a, a psalmist by the name of James Cleveland? Hey, this is old school. It's taking pastor back even a step or two. But God is able. God is truly able. I know Smokey North will have a wonderful uh, version of God is able. But Alfred, if you're ready, have you been able to find that for me? Hallelujah, he's kind of looking at me. He says, oh, oops. <laughs> Stand to your feet, if you would, please. At any moment that you need to exit, it's okay. For any moment that you need to uh, disconnect from the stream, it's okay. But if you'll just stay for a moment, those who can, I believe that you will find that God's going to send you out today with a whole new attitude about no limits on my life. No limits in what I can do because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And God wants you to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not leaning to your own understanding on matters, but acknowledging God in all your ways so that he can direct your path. Don't let guilt, shame, the pain of yesterday dictate your today and tomorrow. I can't change one iota of what happened in the past, nor can you. But today, the decision that you make today makes the difference. Hallelujah. Thanks again for joining us today. Here at Rainbow Family, our mission is to love God, love people, and change the world. If you would like to partner with us in any way, we encourage you to visit our website at rainbowfamilychristian.org.